0: Welcome to, to Talk, the podcast all about nouns. This is a show where we interview members of the DAO and project builders in the ecosystem. I'm your host CDT of the Lost Nouns team and on today's episode we're talking about nouns residency. A primary function of nouns is to open proposals that uses the treasury's ETH, both to fund public goods and help proliferate nouns. But DAOs don't have a traditional corporate structure with employees and payroll. A lot of the work is volunteer, However, some folks have open proposals to get funding for themselves in order to take a more active role helping out nouns. We'll speak with some of those folks today. I hope you learned something new in this episode, and as always, thanks for listening. So this week specifically, we're talking about um, uh, noun residency. Um, so the three people we have up here Noun 22, um, Oni and Brian are, um, have undergone official proposals that they've opened up to be funded, uh, for, you know, kind of, kind of like contracting work for the DAO in a more official capacity. Right. Um, and so we're here to hear about their experience because, you know, some of them, um, this is their second go around, uh, Hear about what that's like, and kind of hear about you know their projects specifically and what they have going on. Um, so yeah, twenty two. Um, let's start with you. It, um, I think you know a lot of people are are familiar with you, but if you don't mind, kind of giving um, yes background. But I'm 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 always really interested to hear kind of you know where you were at right before joining Nouns and kind of what you know what were you doing in your background and kind of what finally pushed you you know into into the space sure yeah Uh, first of all thanks for having me um uh,
1: a quick background on I guess how I got into Nouns how I got into all this that that I've been involved professionally uh and non-professionally in the crypto space for a number of years now uh mainly on like the bitcoin side Ethereum side, I got you know into DeFi, and NFTs were something that were on my radar in 2021. Uh, you know, I was with the emergence of CryptoPunks and Top Shots, uh, and I would never really, at the time, early 2021, like glommed onto them. I thought it was really interesting, but in the same way that I don't have a lot of physical art in my in my apartment, I didn't see the you know the how to I didn't know how to value NFTs as art. But I've, I've come to understand them. Uh, in a different way as, you know, identity, community, all all the different mechanisms, obviously, that surround nouns. But really what what drove me uh, into, into, you know, getting deeper into NFTs uh, was over the summer, last summer, uh, with the emergence of of several projects, but uh, one called Crypto Dick Butts, which (laughs) helped me understand, uh, ultimately, the, the value of memes as art, uh, you know, the idea of, of, of if we, you know, we live in this world where I remember when I was a kid, I used to be bored. There weren't things that I could do. Uh, but now, with, you know, the Internet and social media, there's no shortage of things that are vying for your attention. Uh, and, and I ultimately think that things and, and concepts and ideas memes that, you know, have been able to withstand, you know, the last 10 years of the, with, with the, of the emergence of the Internet uh, and still, you know, be prominent, still be front of mind, uh, still be proliferated. Uh, and still be culturally relevant, uh, I, I think will become to be understood as the art that our generation has produced uh, in the sense that we're not you know, painting church ceilings, uh, we're not carving things out of marble for, for two years. Uh, you know, the things that our generation produces are and th- that have become the most culturally relevant that everybody knows about that affects their lives. They look at, they laugh at our uh, internet memes. Uh, and so when I started to understand NFTs in that way, uh, you know, that's when I, I saw nouns in the early days. And I, I heard a podcast with 4156 laying out his vision, you know, basically saying, one of the things that really resonated with me was you know, him saying, uh, you know, if, if CryptoPunks were the Citizen Kane of NFTs, you know, really, you know, a masterpiece to define the art form. You know, we hadn't seen things like Jurassic Park or, or The Godfather emerge yet. Uh, and his vision for what nouns could be, I think, really fit into that bucket and, and made me really excited. And then, you know, having seen the first, you know, call it like two weeks of, of auctions. There were a, a few people who, you know, I, I had known from along the way who had gotten involved. Uh, and I was just, just really, really excited about it. Uh, and so ultimately decided to to, to take the plunge and, and join the Dow then. of uh, I, There's a lot I can go from the, the way I looked at it then to the way I look at it now, call it six months later. Uh, it's been quite the journey, but that, that's how I got into it initially
0: yeah and i just i just heard you on the on the shark Dough podcast so uh plug for them but um i did i did note and i mean you, you just brought it up and i just pinned the tweet you you've always really hit on kind of the memeability, right of nouns um that i mean that's something that's brought up a lot but you seem to really you know have a strong conviction about that and about the importance of that yeah
1: i mean i think there's a lot when we've tried to take a step back and define, Oh, what is the nouns mission, right? Like what is the bigger vision? And I think there's a lot of different ways of interpreting that. And people have their own ideas all around kind of this shared idea of, you know, the proliferation of of the nouns brand. Uh, But, but I, I just view the nouns brand as a viral internet meme uh, that effectively we are proliferating and there's different ways to do that, right. Through like public works, philanthropy, uh, advertising, just a ton of ways that you can get people's attention on the brand. Uh, but I think at, at, at its core, what we are doing is proliferating a viral internet meme.
0: Yeah. Um, and I remember, I'm going to throw it up, uh, speaking of memes, the, uh, the, the, the super fun drawings you would do uh, back in the beginning. Um, I think you did maybe six or seven of them. <laughs> of different nouns and so i know you're busy as a resident but if you ever you know have free time we could pick up that project again (laughs) Uh, but
1: i'd I'd love to it was was funny in the early days i was just trying to think of like what can we do how can we like draw like i I made some crude little doodles (laughs) like
0: that (laughs) but that stuff is great um, i mean again i i mean i i remembered it you know in kind of in preparation for all that because it was super fun yeah, exactly. It was just something I, I did, thought it would be
1: silly, thought it would be fun. Uh, but then we got into you know, seeing just the emergence of a, a ton of different derivatives, a ton of different artists. You know, and, and one of the things that I do in, in the small grants group is really just whether it's uh, you know, grants ahead of time or, or retroactive rewards after, look to just incentivize artists to, to, to just feel inspired and create things with using nouns as a foundation. Uh, which i think a you know is, is great because it gets to you know unlock the potential of creative types uh but also you know is beneficial to the dao in, in proliferating the meme you know in, in getting at the art out there in, in a lot of different forms because I, yeah. I, I don't think there's like one I, initially i thought there might be oh we're gonna all agree on like one canonical version of nouns like what the nouns meme is and what it represents And and i've come to kind of the way i think about it now is if you look at something like you know, the, the Doge or, or like Pepe the Frog, right? Like the way that memes spread and were enjoyed and adopted and interpreted by, by, by you know, the world at large was often in, in a very strange or bizarre way, you know, compared to the original intent of its creator. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I think that like basically we should just welcome everything in, in the spirit of, of creative Commons zero uh, where everyone can kind of enjoy and interpret this whatever way they want. Uh, and ultimately, by virtue of it being shared via social media, shared via Twitter, you know, the the, the most powerful resident use cases of the meme will, will emerge just by virtue of the most people, you know, liking and enjoying them. So I tried to do a few little doodles and it's, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the early days, but it's amazing to see the, the amount of nounish art that's been created since then.
0: Yeah. And it's almost, I mean, um, it's almost more interesting, not not more interesting, but but it's interesting to see kind of how far you can take the meme, right? Like, and this is a, this is a question we've asked ourselves specifically with the Lost Nouns team as we were like making a logo and thinking through like, you know, branding that, but, but you see it in a lot of other projects, like how far can you push these assets, these glasses, the, the bodies, etc., and it and, and still be recognized, you know, as, as nounish, as, as, as the meme, et cetera. And I mean, the answer is pretty far, you know? Um, and it's, it's really interesting, kind of that switch and how we've seen it, you know, pushed farther and farther and farther. Um, but worth, worth mentioning, yeah, you are on the Small Grants team. I'm not sure if it joined as a team or, you know, begun or, or if it started with you and developed. Um, but, but worth noting all the work you do with that, even though uh, we're going to have a future episode kind of diving deep into all that. But you have done a ton of work as well with and for that over, you know, the last six, seven months? Um, Ooh, yeah. It, well, yeah, as, as a background, it started in,
1: God, I think it was maybe October November, but it's it, the original founding members were me, 16, 12, 32. Uh, but since then we've expanded the roster just with anyone, you know, in the DAO who's, who's looking to help out and can kind of contribute to the group. Uh, since in the early days, we, we're just we're being proactive, going out there finding artists and 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 you know looking to send them ether uh, as a reward. And now you know as as things have, as time has gone on, uh, there's just been so much. So now we've kind of shifted into funding trials and, and being responsive to inquiry. Uh, and I think the role will probably change in the future. But it's it's basically yeah. like a nimble pool of capital, you know, that the, that the DAO can use for things that don't necessarily you know require like a full DAO wide vote
0: yeah and I mean again, we're gonna do a full episode kind of diving deeper into it but i've 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 been fascinated by it because I think what you said like a nimble pool of capital I think being like uh reactionary or reflexive or you know just 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 being able to move quickly I think is like i I think it's been so powerful right and I mean the list of things that have already been funded is just I mean it's like nearly a hundred different individual creators and I mean that's crazy, you know. Um, But anyways, moving forward, um, I'd love to talk about uh, your experience as a resident, kind of like, you know, you're a noun owner, right? Um, And you have a voice, you have a vote, right? You have ways to be involved, just kind of the respect you have that your voice carries as, you know, a noun owner, you know, versus a regular, you know, community member also being earlier, you, you have voting rights, you are able to be in, in, you know, on calls, et cetera, and kind of give influence. Talk to me about how things change and kind of how um, the first residency kind of happened and how you're thinking about things going into the second round. Sure. So the way it all originated was basically like,
1: so right after I joined the DAO, to continue that, that story, I, I kind of felt this sense of excitement. And I logged into Discord, everyone pseudo. Uh, some people I knew, but, but largely I, I just, I felt that I didn't have a read for the room. I didn't want to accidentally say something stupid. I was thinking about, oh, you know, do, do I play the noun 22 as a, as a character as this undead hand? Do I kind of like act a role, uh, and largely just through out of that lack of direction and, and confusion and fear of saying something stupid. I just started reaching out privately to other members, uh, having one-on-one calls, just talking about the project became really clear that, you know, it's a small world, um, Knew some of these people. Also, you know, it was just became immediately clear just how impressive and and talented and driven, uh, you know, everyone was, and came from you know most uh, almost entirely crypto backgrounds, but but very different approaches to it. Uh, and then from there, you know, I'm I'm a big believer of you know asynchronous you know chat communication is great, uh, but I did see the need just you know in the same way that we're doing this, like hear people's voices, and especially in the early days when there weren't, weren't a ton of us, you know, just get to know each other if we were to get anything done. So I started, like, the weekly call for Noun members, which initially was just, like, a very informal, hey, let's all just talk to each other. Uh, and now as the DAO has grown, kind of, you know, taken a more formal, um, you know, structured uh, format, just since I think it, we, we can't uh, be, be as casual anymore, just given the scale of the DAO at this point, and certainly the scale of the DAO in the future. Uh, and so I, I talked to, I was reached out some of the Nouners, 4156 reached out to me. Basically said that they were they were going to do a residency program for uh, for a couple other guys, designer and developer, and wanted to bring me on. as just call it like a community role, very vaguely, loosely defined. Um, and you know, and then from there, I've just kind of continued the, the the onboarding calls with new members, uh, the, the the weekly town hall calls, uh, you know, expanding the role of small grants, uh, and just trying to do and being active in other communities. Just really ultimately trying to like act as an organizational function like a, 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 the glue within the dow uh, to, to keep things running smoothly uh, so and that trial went from december through february and then i did proposal uh 38 which upped my trial for another um six months at first i think i was like a community role is what we called it at first just out of lack of anything better or more defined to call it but now it's it's shifted into core contributor, which I think is also another just broad catch-all. I'm not really a, a title guy, but ultimately I got, you know, for the next six months uh, and, and beyond that, I kind of see myself working to organize things internally within the DAO, um, you know, to facilitate the the increasing role and importance of small grants and being able to get things done. Uh, and yeah, just getting to know everybody, which has been just a great experience for me because uh, candidly, the, the harder I lean into working on nouns, the more, professionally and personally fulfilling, I found it to be in a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah. What do you, um, what have your you know thoughts been on kind of this idea of of residency kind of like as a model, right? Because this is not, you know, I I think it's easy for people to try to think of things in a web two way because it makes sense to us, right? Organizations and employees, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, that's not the way it is. So how do you kind of see, you know, as as other men, you know, if you're in the DAO, you should be a contributor. But then, you know, there's this delineation between a core contributor and your actual residency. So um, I guess I'm curious on your thoughts on how to incentivize contribution in general. Um, and kind of how you see the difference between you know regular down members and something like a core contributor whether it be you or you know the next two or three um in that role as well yeah that's a great
1: question because it's something i've been thinking about a lot i mean one of the things i've, I've always tried to instill through what we've been doing in small grants is that like if anyone member or not member wants to step up and do anything to contribute to the project they should feel like you know they are being generously compensated for their time and, and being rewarded based on like the merit of their contribution which i think is effective you know for, for clearly effective for like one-off things If like an artist wants to do something we, you know we commission it you know someone wants to do something small we're happy to just pay for it but you know the residency idea is something that we we're experimenting with and i'm, I'm you know certainly feeling a lot stronger about about you know how do you incentivize people to not just do a one-off project but really like uh, maintain a a sustained effort, you know, uh, incentivize people, not just to do, not just maintain effort, but also to try to grow their, grow their role, grow their responsibility, grow their contributions. Uh, And I think initially like just like one-off, you know, grants and, and retroactive rewards make a lot of sense that for people who want to step up and be actively engaged, that some kind of residency program, like having like a salary, like having a job, makes sense at whatever scale. It could be, you know, someone who's like, effectively like the CEO or, or or ultra important role in the organization, or even someone who could be potentially just handling some administrative work. I want there to be a path to working for the DAO or feeling rewarded for their t- for for one feeling rewarded for spending their time on the DAO. Uh, in whatever scale makes sense. Uh, and, I, and I can definitely speak from personal experience that, you know, being a resident for it and, and you know, drawing a, a salary or whatever you want to call it uh, certainly does incentivize me to work harder to do things that I might not naturally do. I mean, DAO members all, I think, you know, are, are in the interest, have their, have interests in, you know, seeing the project succeed because, you know, they have skin in the game. They have, you know, an investment in the now that will, you know, increase in value if they're active. Uh, but I do think additional incentivization makes sense uh, to get people to just step up and do more. I mean, I, I would in any org, open organization, you know, you have like a free rider problem and I, and I don't think any now members are, are doing that just because based on, you know, people come in, they contribute a lot of capital to the treasury, but in terms of basically rolling your sleeves up and getting things done, you know, there's a lot of it's, it's very easy to have an idea uh, but in a space where you know capital is, is, is certainly abundant uh, I, I think attention is not uh, and I think that you need to there needs to be a model for compensating people for their sustained attention uh, and, and that's the challenge to grow growing any open org uh, and kind of my, my framework for, for how I think now nouns will scale going forward
0: yeah um, yeah a couple couple questions about that um, because contribution isn't is is an interesting point. Um, I guess a quick question do you think you know Dow members should be you know should be contributing in some way I mean I I, I, I think about the free rider thing a lot and I and and I don't have numbers or anything but I think there's a lot of nouns i.e. votes that aren't you know exercising that right you know and is that just you know they're right they can come by a noun for whatever reason they want to and then just dip uh do you think there should be some sort of baseline you know um involvement or um kind of how do you view uh down member contribution sure i mean It's open and
1: permissionless. Like, so if you have Ether in a wallet, you can buy a noun and you can do whatever you want with it. (laughs) So I don't think there's any like necessarily right or wrong model to it. Like, it's like if you buy a noun and never show up in the Discord, never do anything, like, you're not a bad guy. I mean, I would love to see people contribute, but people are free to do whatever they want. Uh, But I think that, you know, we can construct incentive structures that make it so people, some people may never contribute, but we can create incentive structures that uh and make people contribute uh if they want to or they could just see the path to being rewarded if they do uh so i, I would love to see every noun being active i mean realistically i think that we have you know a very high percentage turnout based on just overall members and, and people who contribute which you know it could be like maybe like 20 30 percent of owners contribute which honestly i think is is a lot in this space like i said everyone's Many people in crypto are members of several different DAOs, have several different jobs and roles. So yeah. it's, 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 there is no moral obligation, but people should feel like, yeah, like if I'm going to step up and spend my time on this, that I'm, I, I will be justly compensated for my time. Whether you're a member, whether you're non member, whether you're anyone doing anything for the project, I think is, is the way that we should look
0: at it. Totally. Kind of a counterpoint. Um, you said on the on the on the podcast with Kryptasha that the only way that we can fail is to remember apathy, right? And so what is it about apathy that you think is dangerous to, to noun success? And, you know, how do we mitigate that? Because yes, not everyone has to contribute, but like there's also this underlying expectation that like, oh yeah, but you know, twenty two is still gonna be around, right? And thirty two and, and only but like what happens when more and more people that like these expected people to contribute what happens when you know if you know member apathy grows yeah that's that's why i say it could be fatal
1: right like not no one has to do anything but like the way that we screw up is if everyone just feels like they don't have to do anything um and one of the things that i try to do in like chatting with people onboarding them bring them into the project is, is to mitigate the things that i felt at first where like I signed in, I, I got the noun, I, I logged on discord. I'm like, how can I help? And then I just kind of felt like, Oh, I don't really understand what's going on here. Like, I'd, so I, I, I decided to be proactive and reached out, reach out to other people, but like, I can very easily see someone buying a noun, not feeling like they had to read the room and then just being like, Oh, screw it. Like, I'll just like focus on this other NFT project or, or one of the zillion things that I, that I can, you know, focus my attention and capital on. So, I think making people feel comfortable, like they have a read of the room, like they know how to contribute if they want to contribute and they can see the path to being compensated is, uh, is, is certainly important. Um, so that's uh, engagement and internal DAO organizations is, is what I've realized, you know, but is, is what I've decided to focus on. Just, I think it's it's something I'm well suited for. I like networking. I like meeting people. Um, and I like the project. So meeting new people and, and talking about how much I like nouns is, <laughs> is yes. that, uh, uh, just a natural extension of what
0: what I've wanted to do anyway. Yeah, um, and then last question before moving on, um, uh, I'm 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 curious about how you're thinking about residency scaling, right? Um, say you know there's a large uptick in people wanting to get involved in in, the, in this kind of manner, right? Um, is the DAO prepared, kind of from a from a management point of view to handle that? Or, you know, how do you see um, what happens if we have a, a good problem, right, of too much, you know, too many people wanting to get involved? How do we think about that?
1: Yeah, that'd be a good problem to have. Um, you know, I, I think right now, like, this is all just a totally novel experiment, I think. I mean, you know, human organization is something that we've been working on as a species for decades or centuries uh but specifically in the dao space i think we're still kind of feeling it out in many ways you know like like learning the the lessons of the past that you know other people have gone through generations before us just not in the form of a blockchain or a dao uh so we're experimenting right like I, i think you know as people step up and they basically say i want to spend more of my time on this but i also want to feel like you know there's a path towards being generously compensated whether that's like achieving wealth achieving a noun I suppose it's all relative. Uh, you know, that's the environment that we want to create. Uh, if we did enter, you know, an environment where so many people wanted to come work for the Dow, I guess we'd have to, you know, go through what I call like a difficulty adjustment and, and, and shape our and, you know, reshape our thinking. But right now, you know, we're in a stage where I think to grow, we need to just bring on more people, bring on more contributors, pay contributors more in compensation. Uh, and then obviously, if you ask me this again, six months from now, if, if we're tremendously successful and we have that people beating down the door to work for now, maybe it'll be like a, a more challenging path uh, into getting compensated. I mean, I, th- I think we've seen that happen already in, in a few ways, you know, whereas I think in the in the very early days of the Dow, we, we were a lot more generous, you know, with the ETH that we gave out, you know, with the, the, the diligence we conducted on proposals. Uh, and, and, you know, we're starting to look at it, you know, in a in a more, you know, nuanced way, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're funding trials, we're, we're demanding more accountability, but it's only in the early days. I, I think that, you know, that that's where we are now. Uh, it's very different than we were two months ago, four months ago, six months ago. Uh, so I can only imagine how it'll change going into the future, but having more people want to work for the DAO is, is what I want to see. Um, and like I said, if there's too many people, that's a great problem to have We can figure it out then.
0: Yeah quick follow-up do you think that's um that's a good thing or or not maybe maybe be more more diligent with kind of the the, the process of giving out funding etc because i know it's a big topic about you know spend more quickly right you know or or be more kind of considered and analytical about that yeah i think there's a,
1: there's two sides to that like a you know, sometimes I can see us getting in discussions where it's like, look, we've been talking about this for months. We just need to like do it. We all know it's a good idea. We disagree on on the implementation. Let's just do it. Uh, But I think that's different than, you know, taking just a more nuanced view and just like demanding more from contributors in terms of like what they want to bring to the table, you know, uh, how we kind of set milestones for payments. Whereas there were some projects initially that were like, oh, it sounds cool and just gave them like a big lump sum. And then there hasn't been, you know, we've kind of failed as an organization to, to keep track of some of these things, keep people incentivized, hold them accountable. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that we're, we're changing going forward. It's not to say that like, oh, it's just hard to get funded by the DAO now. It's just we're a, a little less liberal with, with you know, the the, the what we require from people. Um, but I still think it's a very easy DAO to get compensation from, you know, if you bring a good idea to the table.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate it. Um, and then, Yeah, so it seems like everyone's having trouble listening, but except for us speakers, which I guess is okay. Uh, But I just asked for for questions. So um, after we kind of run through everyone, maybe we can do some questions there at the end. Um, Yeah, but thank you. um, Hey, Oni? Yo. Hey. Um, Would love to hear um, maybe a little bit about your background. Uh, in the crypto space in general, seems like you've been around for a while and uh, the story of, of, of how you came to nouns.
2: Yeah, um, I probably got um, a bit into into crypto, maybe like 2017 ish with uh, with Ethereum or it, it heard about it prior, but never really spent significant amounts of time or, or investing stuff till then, but was still a pretty passive um, participant from there for a few years, maybe until 2020 or so, um, when started to to spend a little bit more time and and knew other people in the space getting a little more involved. And then in early, a really beginning of 2021, I can't even remember where I heard about um, punks, but um, was already um, working in the game dev uh, industry. So, active in, in a bunch of different discords and stuff and then found the, the CryptoPunks discord and started just spending a bunch of time lurking in there reading learning um eventually um speaking and being more active in there that's where i actually met grimplin and um a bunch of close good friends in the space who went on to, to work on uh toads um and then yeah I found out about the nouns project and, and was always pretty interested early on um and then the uh, initially came in through um the goop project was looking for a, a, a rep and uh, i knew i wanted to get a noun and, and, and get involved but wanted to wait for one i really liked so i initially started uh jumping in and attending the weekly meetings and uh through goop and then eventually the eight noun 119 uh came up which I, I enjoyed and uh got that as my noun and then took on um, initially, was just taking notes or, or continue to with, with weekly calls. As um, it, 22 kind of mentioned, the, the whole project, the, the DAO and uh, everything being an experiment, the decentralized nature, I think it was supposed to be pretty important. Not everyone gets on the calls and, and attention is really scarce uh, in the space. So saw that uh, just a need and, enable and uh, uh, an opportunity to contribute through that and then have continued to do other right now I'm working on prop 40 for the skate proposal but yeah I've kind of just been uh all over the place and what really interests me in it is like one point down it's could be nothing but it could be anything there's no specific uh roadmap it's kind of building as we go and whatever the Dow and the community members see fit um stuff like uh, 4156 put that article a little while back about pun- funding public goods so I'm I'm in the camp of not uh, worrying about spending all our ETH right now. I think there's a lot of optionality and waiting. Um, if people are bullish on ETH over over the long term. I'm, I'm hoping we'll get to the point where uh, the DAO is able to use significant amount of funds to to not only proliferate nouns but do, yeah, real world public goods both in the the crypto community and and hopefully out in the physical world as well.
0: Yeah, thanks. There's 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 a lot to touch on. I. I did have kind of going back to the beginning, uh, maybe maybe kind of an unrelated question, but I'm I'm always curious when people so so I'm newer to the space, right? I I kind of came to it roughly, you know, when Noun started, so I'm kind of a baby in the crypto space. But uh, I'm 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 always fascinated to hear people talk about Punks Chat because everyone seems to speak, you know, really highly of it. And as this kind of, you know, people meet so many people through it and learn a lot from it, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on community and connection via there, you know, is, is, is there anything nouns and, and kind of our community, right? That is more quote unquote organized versus something like Punk's Chat could, could glean from. Oh man, it's it's a good question,
2: and um, I mean, from gleaning from it is is I think continuing to foster um, the culture and the community as we scale. So obviously, we say that now. I, I, I spend I spend very very little time uh, in Punks chat now, and obviously, it's changed with the space. And I mean, twenty twenty one, the the NFT space just blew up so much. Early on, it's still even. Into the beginning of 2021 there was maybe a couple projects it, it, at most going on that were relevant even in the space so it was easy to to have uh discussions and, and at that point still not so many people that because it's kind of a pretty open uh chat they take moderation pretty lightly um so recently the projects and shills and the amount of money involved and everything has kind of exacerbated that but I think from what we do with nouns and trying to be open and then we obviously have, um, uh, there is a noun or private chat, but then we also have a noun or general where people can chat and trying to have those open. And then um, same thing, when I go and take those notes from our weekly calls and I think keeping stuff open and transparency, obviously we have the supply issue with real nouns. Um, and then that's, and there's always going to be that one a day. You can only scale up so quick from that regard. So we want the community uh, to be much bigger than that so I think it's figuring out um as we kind of scale out and grow to kind of not get to that point where the, the chat's either overgrown or, or eventually who knows if we will get more decentralized or maybe different discord servers or groups or chats or whenever the new web some web3 social platform I think it'll just be the groundwork that we're all laying everyone in this chat right now I mean you 22 myself everyone that's continuing to foster that culture and community that anyone else that does comes into nouns kind of scales it out and and, and propagates things in in a nounish way.
0: Yeah. And not, and, and not to, to super focus on it, but you know, I mean, I, I've just always found it really interesting because, you know, it seems like a place to talk about anything and everything. Like it seems like a water cooler really of, you know, the connection point being, you know, these friends and people you know in the space. And I just kind of observe, right, as a as an onlooker sometimes, but it's always interesting. And and we do get that sometimes, you know, um, in our chat, but a lot of times it feels like, you know, even in now general, right, that it's it's come, it's dropped by, here's an update on some project or, or or some bigger thing. But, you know, there have been times of kind of more organic, kind of free-flowing conversations and Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to kind of see more of a, you know, we throw on the word community a lot, but, uh, you know, kind of a more organic, you know, community conversation like that, I think would be really interesting for developing kind of, you know, nouns culture, but you can't force that either, right? Um, Yeah, just an observation. Um, But moving on, so talk to me about... Uh, opening up, and I'm going to pin it up here, opening up this proposal, uh, right, going again from being a noun owner to being like, hey, give me give me some funds and let me kind of take the reins a little bit. Let me see what I can do with, you know, some more, you know, uh, direct involvement. Yeah,
2: is this for uh? We talking about for prop forty or? Uh,
0: talking about uh the op the ops role that you're in. Oh, um, so yeah, actually, I haven't um
2: put that on chain. I did initially throw that on 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 discourse and got some feedback. Ended up just being pulled in different directions and working on um the scape proposal. So yeah, at this point, I'm not in a um a similar resident role to twenty two in, in, in Brian where I'm. Uh, just getting fun of there. I'm still doing it just through project or ad hoc stuff. Um, but yeah, there's been just, I mean, frankly, even ongoing discussions constantly um, around that with the Nouners on how, what are the best ways to, to incentivize people and get them to, to contribute time um, and, and for funding. And, but yeah, I, I think in, in addition to the residency, option which I, I see the value in, in the need there that we're doing i think as we continue to grow and scale out and, and now it's eventually decentralized. i think for the majority of um people or contributors I, I think there will be more of the project or ad hoc type stuff so for example with prop 40 i'm doing um i've included some eth in that project just for oversight um, for myself i don't know it's like 0.5 ether or something um uh, for the time i'm spending to coordinate with the skate park project or our, our uh surveys to collect and figure out what decks we want to select from the community design contest um because i think ultimately is now it continues to to scale out and decentralize and it's it's really just a, a protocol and ultimately everything's going to be on chain so we'll maybe make either uh, votes or small grants proposals for uh, people to work uh, with dedicated time not or project agnostic, someone like a 22 or a Brian or, or if I end up stepping into one of those roles. But I think there will also be um, even more use cases for uh, people that want to do work on that, on, a, on that project type level. So if it's a small thing, you're building the iOS app stickers that whoever did that and you get small grants and it's boom, for this piece of work. Or if it's doing a specific proposal or even if someone's not necessarily doing it maybe a noun or sponsors a, a proposal from someone that doesn't have a noun but they had a sweet idea and then making sure that person or or the nouner has uh eve compensated for their time to whether it's oversight project management or, or pushing things along um so i think that'll be another round right now i'm kind of just going back and forth and both of those and, and exploring options as we go
0: yeah. Yeah, so yeah, maybe I misunderstood because I, I feel like you're already <laughs> really involved, right, with, with, with the weekly notes, et cetera. Uh, and so I think I, I I assume that was already done. I mean you got positive feedback on it as well. So um but what's been what what has been your experience with, with the note taking and those weekly calls, right? I mean, you're you're there every week, you hear pretty much you know, everything that's being said and kind of bounced around. And I know, I think you and I had talked about this before. Um, In your proposal, you talk about identifying and helping to drive actionables, right? And I mean, uh, that's a big task, because there's a lot of people and it grows every day. And for weekly calls with a bunch of ideas, you know, and bunch of old ideas that need to be kept up with, you know, how, how do you think about that? That I mean, that's a huge kind of you know, thing to chew on and and a big undertaking, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I have a,
2: a list of random even things. Um, whether it's ideas to eventually do, or if we get to a point, someone's tracking a a Kanban board, or uh, with with that, yeah, it's the note taking, trying to extract stuff that we we felt had consensus um enough or or feels clear enough to have someone uh, follow up on. So yeah, back to kind of the notes. Um, yeah, it's free-flowing conversation. Um, I try and capture um, as much and kind of accurately and engage if, if people chime in with uh, with a point or, or someone else agrees or not, and then also keep it um, somewhat kind of, an, a, not not necessarily anonymous, but obviously when you see one, it makes it a little easier to chat, the conversation move quick, but not explicitly saying who is saying everything there, um, but more so just pointing out the ideas every, every nouner in the chat in theory were a, a flat hierarchy, one nouns, one vote, no nouns more rare or better or anything there. So um, unless something specifically related to someone doing something or a proposal, I just kind of uh, keep the notes in general and say someone provided their thoughts and then other people agree or something like that. And then that way other people that can take the notes that weren't necessarily on the call, go and look and aren't um, biased or worried about what someone specifically said or anything like that. Um, yeah, the actions I think it's just a constant working and evolving thing as we figure out, like, I'm trying to remember what had maybe spurred it, but um, a little while back, stuff came out of um, one of the meetings and had the idea to spin up a, a due diligence committee is something um, we've worked on a bit, which is we, we make on-chain proposals, but then there's kind of a, a trust factor that if whoever's made that proposal is doing what said so if someone wants to make a, a 100th donation to some charity and they put a proposal on chain uh in theory that that we need to make sure that that, that donation is actually going to that right person or the contract uh being executed is doing what it's saying so that's an idea where something kind of came up Oh, there was a strong enough need and something of a value so figure out who wants to kind of take that on or is interested in and then just start discussions and, and chats and threads to kind of follow up on that. And then uh, stuff that gets consensus of kind of being driven forward. If, if there's not enough traction, sometimes they need to be bumped or we look at what is maybe an incentives model to get uh, to that point, which is maybe something we'll need to get to as we even get bigger scale out or having uh, people with that expertise, for example, uh, when we have a high volume of proposals in the future, potentially that, Someone's going in and looking at every proposal to make sure that the transaction being proposed on chain truly aligns with what the text description that someone's wrote, because the average nouner is going to go, they're going to read the proposal and want to uh, just know that they can trust that what's going on is going is to happen if they do vote yes or no, something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, a couple, couple interesting things there. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by, like, the subcommittees that, you know, that, that you kind of highlighted. And we've also, you know, seen uh, pop up what feels like in the last, you know, seven days, really, the last week. Um, but I'm curious about communication and uh, effective communication, because that's what helps, you know, develop, um, ideas and you know, prevent things from getting you know stuck um, in, in idea transit. So how do you how do you compare something like discourse versus maybe the proposal ideas channel or the noun or general or private, right? I mean, I obviously can't see that one versus something like a call. Where do you think ideas get best hashed out? I mean, you have exposure to all of those what do you think is the most effective and what isn't working for hashing out ideas? I mean, for most
2: effective, I I, I don't know that it is going to be a, a one size fits all per idea. And if it depends on, yeah, I mean, I think it really depends. For example, we've got, um, the blockbuster DAO proposal that came in, uh, seemingly that no one from the DAO was familiar. That some some writers came up and put a a well thought out proposal straight on discourse, and it and it got uh, nouners sort of excited, and and, and that the conversation kind of continued from there to the point where there's enough interest that I think we're going to be having a call uh, with them. But on the same on the, on the flip side, the uh, due diligence committee came out of just a a, a random. Caller right now. Yeah, we're working on the social uh, committee. There's an event we're working on potentially for that, which, which uh, spurred the idea for that. So I think everything is going to there, there's going to be no specific thing and nothing's going to work best or worst for maybe there's certain type of um, ideas, for example, the small grants or, or quick little random things There's maybe going to be the best ways to go into the proposals idea or hit up the small grants. If you've got a quick little idea or something you're trying to to execute on, but I think it's going to really depend on uh, the group. And I also think it's going to maybe be different for every sort of nouner that maybe someone loves hopping in a discourse and just giving feedback or there's people that maybe only uh, hit one or the other. So I think it's just constantly looking at and evaluating all the options we have and figuring out what's best working, just leading overall to success and contribution and proliferation of ideas and nouns.
0: Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. I, I probably could have been clearer with that question. I think I was more curious about doubt members specifically, right. Cause you have access to more channels of communication than, than we do. Uh, whether, you know, you thought these asynchronous, you know, um, chats or discourse, right. Were, were more helpful because you can think, you know, through your thoughts and write it out. Or, you know, sometimes maybe the calls it's, it's good to just kind of hash things out and kind of, you know, argue in person and kind of hear someone out, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm guessing it's totally a per idea basis, really. Yeah, I think the the, the call is definitely
2: valuable. And like, it's for example, we recently started like one forty two and uh, some other folks have started working on a second uh, call that's more optimal for people not in like the the U.S. time zone because I think that is ultimately most of it happens uh, not not in real time there um, that people can spend time form thoughts respond as they, as they can, even in, dis, even in Discord or in the chats, people can, can go back and bump the threads as they go. But, but yeah, getting that real-time information, letting people explain an idea, give their thought process around something. So I think there'll always be be value in, in both.
0: Yeah, and so, so kind of on that note about the second call, because yeah, I think that's already started and I think it's been one or two weeks now um, worth of calls. And jumping off that, going back to the, the committees that seem to be forming, right, there's a technical grants committee on discourse, uh, an events one, which I'm, I'm assuming is for like, you know, IRL events. There's a prop builders one, there's a nouns acquisition committee. I mean, you talked about due diligence, if that would be a more fleshed out thing, or if that would just be, you know, you and Salamander. Um, but Yeah. I mean, that seems to be a positive thing, right? Because that, that will allow more, you know, it's not a one size fits all. This is the way you, you interact with nouns that you have to be a member, right? There seems to be more and more, you know, factions of ways to get involved. And I mean, small grants definitely counts, right? That was the first one. And each of those have three to four members and, you know, they're just the people leading it and countless other, you know, nouners could be like, this is what I align with. I'd love to put my energy here. I can't put energy into nouns as a as a general concept or endeavor. But like, oh, I'm a technical founder. Right. Oh, it makes sense for me to join the technical grants committee. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on, on the, you know, committee kind of endeavors as a whole.
2: Yeah, no, I think obviously, yeah, we've seen small grants. Um, yeah, has done done extremely well and provided a lot of value, and then I'm starting to scale that one out as well, similar to the call that we've got um, with the the Japanese kind of pilot and small grants, and now starting to scale that out. Um, and I think eventually that's where we'll take kind of most things. Is, is yeah, you think about people being operating different, or eventually there could be uh, a few people or friends could get a noun or, or a couple people get nouns, um, from a whole different country or community or, or people that found out about nouns. And then they could have their own group and chat and then just come with ideas or their, their ideas, just proposals appear on chain, or they come up and just ask for funding and they're, they could be operating entirely, uh, independently. But if, if the ideas they are coming up with and, they're, and the contributions feel nounish, uh, small grants can grant them that ETH or, or if they're working on their own space that ultimately it's going to come to the vote and the Nouners uh, go and make that uh, vote distinction to, to move forward or not. Um, but yeah, I think we've seen a bunch of different pods come up. Some have getting more attention than others. Um, some will probably end up working out longer term than others, but I think experimentation is definitely a big thing. That, and it's just hard to get consensus and time and, and going back to yeah, attention being Definitely a scarce resource and, and people have varying levels of time commitments to the DAO. So I think uh scaling down to specific pods with focuses or a few people in a in a group chat um or a DM or things like that are able to move forward specific missions or goals um and then get stuff forward is, is definitely a little more efficient we've been seeing so far with with what we've been experimenting on.
0: Yeah. And, and as we um, wrap up and move and move to Brian, um, I, I'd like to hear kind of an update on, on prop 40, the, the skate park project, and you can give a little more background and kind of bring that up to speed because it's one of the proposals that I think has gotten, you know, some of the most positive traction and it's super interesting. So I'd love to hear some more about that and where it's at.
2: yeah we uh, engaged a skate park project uh, formerly known as like the Tony Hawk foundation uh, sometime last year um, with potential uh, ambitions for a skate park at some point wanted to start a little uh, smaller or get a pilot with them so yeah we're doing a we did a, a deck design contest with the community um, actually I'll be consolidating those results uh, today but we got almost a hundred entries of like super dope deck Designs. Um, we made a donation to that foundation, and then um, we're going to figure out those uh, nounish decks that we want to get printed. We're going to send them to uh, the foundation. They'll work with their manufacturers to get those decks printed. They're going to buy all the hardware, the trucks, the, the wheels, bearings, cryptic. They're going to assemble those decks to be a uh, fully functional skateboards, and then we're going to give give them away to kids in need uh, somewhere in the Southern California area. Kind of. Uh, local to where the Skate Park Foundation is headquartered for our initial uh, engagement with them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, uh, How how did you come to this project? I mean, is is skating part of your past or kind of what brought Mm -hmm. you to this? Yeah, um,
2: yeah, obviously jumped into that channel when we first got it created after 4156 had um, initially done some outreach and then looped me in. but yeah, I grew up in California. I'm not there now. Uh, but yeah, skated, skated a bunch growing up. So yeah, saw this project and that's where, yeah, it's just a project kind of spoke to me and I was passionate about it. So wanted to, wanted to jump in and start, uh, contributing on that one.
0: That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, um, I, I I have some more questions at the end, but I do want to move on to Brian and I just pinned up for anyone curious. Um, Uh, a gif that has a bunch of really really awesome uh skateboard art uh for anyone who wants to see but brian hey can you hear us hey yep hey uh thanks for coming on let me let me grab uh your tweet so um It's interesting your your second proposal, I think is queued right now and it should execute, you know, any day now. So first of all, congratulations (laughs) on the re up on on that passing. Uh, I think you had a uh, a 100% approval rate there. So uh, congrats on that. Um, And uh, I'm curious um, about how your your first one went right because prop 17 you know um there were three of you and you came on as the uh you know the engineering resident right and how how have those three months been um for
3: you yeah so maybe maybe kind of splitting the questions apart i think the first question was how is my first proposal different from my second is that is that right yeah yeah, so I think that uh, in the first proposal, I was I was lucky that I think uh, uh, twenty two and Pixels, who are the other two people on that proposal, did a lot of the, the the heavy lifting in terms of trying to figure out um, it was coordinating with the DAO and sort of getting uh, agreement from the DAO of the proposal and you know how it would work before going on chain. So I was sort of just like, "Yep, sounds good," <laughs> and uh, kind of just showed up to the party and then was able to get working. Uh, this proposal um, I did on my own, you know, with, with the assistance of people like 22, but went out solo. So I think the, the biggest difference there was having to then do a lot of that, um, getting feedback from the DAO, implementing that feedback, sort of just feeling out that whole process before you go on chain myself, um, which it wasn't that hard because I'd sort of seen a little bit beforehand how it gets done, um, but you know, it, it's still different when you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Um,
0: but that's interesting because, I mean, you you jokingly talked about them doing all the work, right? However, um, you know, Pixels would design things that you would then implement, but, you know, they're not around this go-around. So um, I guess it would be good to talk about an overview of what you plan on doing this go-around and, and how things are different with no designer, right? You know, you open this proposal on your own, and you're kind of going at it by yourself.
3: Yeah, so a lot of the specifics of sort of the plan are in, in the proposal itself. Um, uh, a lot of the, the the way that I'm thinking about it is, you know, and, and we can talk about like, whatever the, the exact percentages are, is I'll probably be spending about 30% of my time on, let's call it maintenance tasks. So little, you know, Bug fixes, small feature improvements, reviewing PRs from uh, uh, pull requests—you know, people who want to contribute code for free to nouns. Um, So that's about thirty percent of my time, and then seventy percent of my time will be on sort of churning out, you know, a handful of big features, you know, per month over the six-month contract residency, whatever you want to call it. So, an example of what like a big feature would be: um, I'm in the process of sort of writing up my first like you know, like a short letter, if you will, to the DAO about what my plans are, but what it's, what it's gonna be is I'm gonna be working on uh, translations and localization, um, specifically with an eye towards better supporting our Japanese audience. Um, so that's, that's an example of a feature where we can use, use code and use the nouns at WTF platform to like very directly proliferate nouns. Um, and then there's a handful of other features that sort of, I, I mentioned in the proposal that, that, uh, that also fall under that, that kind of umbrella.
0: Yeah, um, I have it written here, and I think it's worth mentioning. I think, you know, not everyone is technical, but at the same time, uh, you know, other people are, and it's, it's worth kind of highlighting. You talk about in the proposal, which I pinned up at the top, for those who want to read, uh, general nouns, you know, website maintenance, right? So that's kind of the, the contribution pipeline, you know, your PR reviews, general fixes, et cetera, et cetera. But then you also have just like, you know, infrastructure. So you talk about like um, the CI CD pipeline, you know, air monitoring, yeah, you know, documentation, which is super interesting, component libraries, localization, and kind of security. So uh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, but I think that's all, you know, really valuable stuff to kind of harden and kind of solidify the code base and kind of help others.
3: Um, you know, join and, and contribute. Exactly. I think like all those projects, you can basically bucket them into one of two buckets. Like the first is making, making the site robust so it stays up, doesn't have errors, doesn't get hacked. Although we, we don't really think that's a big issue. It's more of a good housekeeping thing. Uh, and the other bucket is, to your point, how do we make it as seamless as possible for smart people who want to contribute code just sort of out of the goodness of their hearts to do so? Because um, so far we've We've have a lot of people who wanna wanna write code for us, you know, even, you know, on the outset without compensation, and, you know, reducing the friction to that process, um, is something we really want to work on. So that, that's that's one of the other big bucket there.
0: Yeah. Do you think that, um, like, do you think the the main reason uh, people don't get involved is documentation or it's unclear? how to contribute, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, just your personal take. Um,
3: I, I, think, I think that uh, it, my, my hunch is that it's probably more the like, how to contribute. I think I remember when I first, um, cause sort of the way that I got involved with nouns was I kind of just like tried to find something that I could do usefully for free to kind of, you know, as, as my initial calling card of like, hey, I actually kind of know what I'm doing. Um, but I had to actually spend a decent amount of time trying to figure out what that thing was. And I ended up sort of just almost by accident discovering that nouns didn't have a 404 page. So I was like, all right, well, it's a pretty easy like starter task and just did that. But, you know, if I hadn't sort of stumbled upon that, um, it's not clear if I would have been able to add value permissionlessly, add value without having to sort of be networked into the DAO as easily. So that's something I'm definitely thinking about, um, a lot of those things that we talked about in terms of streamlining contributions. Yeah. um, Yep. I
0: remember like, that's how I think you and I first met was talking about uh, that and getting involved. Um, So you also mentioned, uh, you know, leaving your, your IRL job. Um, I guess what reservations did you have about leaving your job and uh, kind of how has your opinion changed right because uh it seems like you were straddling both in in the last prop at, at least for some time and then
3: now it's a little different a little more independent yeah so i did uh almost two months ago now um leave my my cushy irl tech job um, to go into the crazy world of nouns um and I, i'm definitely happy with the decision i think i think that uh, the biggest thing for me was just uh, there were a lot of like logistical things of like, you know, getting paid in ETH versus U.S. dollars, which I kind of need to like pay rent and food. Like that's sort of a whole thing and like figuring out (laughs) like the tax and healthcare and sort of all that kind of stuff. That was definitely sort of a bit of a, a bit of a process, but kind of once, once I got through it and it was like, all right, I really enjoy working for the DAO. I can do interesting things here. I don't have to deal with corporate politics um, and especially now that I've um, you know when it became you know clear that I think that I had a high chance of getting renewed because um, it seemed like people were happy with my work, it was like, okay, let's let's go all in. Yeah,
0: definitely. And speaking of said work, um I think uh, we touched on it briefly, but it's worth mentioning um, you know kind of the highlights of what you accomplished during Prop seventeen. Um, I just pinned up a tweet, but if you don't mind just kind of hitting some highlights so that, you know, everyone can be reminded of
3: everything that got done. Sure. Yeah. So the main goal of Prop 17 um, from sort of the engineering and design perspective was giving a, a facelift to the site. Again, at least at least for me, when I think about how I'm spending my time with the DAO, I always come back to like, you know, that sort of core ethos around how are we better proliferating nouns and trying to ask myself how is the work that I'm doing technically advancing that goal? Um, to that end, I feel like like improving the UI of the site uh, hopefully decreases the friction with which you know people using it. You know, people like to use nice things. Maybe they trust them more. So that's sort of how I was thinking about it. What we ended up doing is, like I said, sort of redoing the UI for all the pages on the site. Um, in addition to it, merging um, some of the the noun profile pages, which I did during we didn't have small grants at the time, but essentially a small grant from 4156 to make this page that outlines all the voting history of every noun. So integrating that with the auction page to uh, sort of more, uh, more easily highlight, not just like, hey, look at these nouns, that went for these prices, but really sort of tying in a first class way, the sort of the voting and governance aspect of the nouns. Um, again, making it clear what the project is about, proliferating nouns, proliferating the idea, the meme, the DAO. Um, in addition to that, I did a couple of other smaller things, which I talked about in my proposal, um, wrote a bot for SharkDAO, um, helped you out a little bit with some stuff on Bitterpo app, uh, but the, the, sort of the big, the big feature was the UI redesign.
0: Yeah. I think the, the, the noun pages or whatever you want to call it, right. With all the, you know, the, the action and voting history is, uh, has been huge. I think it's super interesting. Um, and it existed before, but now, right. It's been officially merged into, you know, like the full site, right? Like, like you could go to, you know, nouns.wcf backslash noun, you know, in the number versus backslash auction. Right. But now it's integrated. So when you just go back, you just see the history of what every noun did. And I think that's, that's been interesting development because it gives more, more kind of insight into that. I mean, it's different when you can actually see it, especially some of, you know, the older nouns, right? Uh, To kind of see, oh, they've been around for this long and that, you know, that means something and they've had more impact over more proposals uh, or they haven't, right? They haven't been involved. And um, you also just made a similar update, right? To the, um, to the DAO page itself on, like you just revamped the proposal pages themselves, correct? And you can kind of see, you know, a layout of who has and hasn't voted or which way they voted. I mean,
3: yeah. So so just a couple of weeks ago, um, finishing out sort of the Prop 17 uh, like scope of work, we uh, updated the the UI, the DAO page to, like you said, kind of have your little noun PFPs under, you know, did you vote yes, no, abstain. Um, and for me, I definitely find it just like very informative of kind of getting a sense of not only who is voting, but how are they voting? And yeah, it, it sort of, it takes it from, okay, this thing, got somebody, you know, votes, whatever to really getting a sense of sort of the, the, the DAO and the organization that we're all building here.
0: Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not sure what influenced the other, right. But I mean, also worth mentioning, you know, side projects you have, you have, the noun stats wtf, uh, which um, um, do you want to talk on that before? You know, oh, I, I, I I do a poor job explaining
3: your project to you. Yeah, I mean um, that basically that was like someone. I think I think Gremplin and uh, Emma van Crypto were talking in general about you know it would be cool to have a page that showed you know like has is this the first instance of a given trait. Um, ever seen in nouns basically like per noun and sort of given a noun can you show the traits and I was like well I could build that and it was over um, I was I was home with my family for the holidays and my mom was watching Christmas movies so I was like you know what I bet I can like build this before this Christmas movie is over and it was sort of a fun way to spend spend an afternoon and shipped it and um, ended up increasing it a little bit to you know automate some things and also include a very shoddily made V zero of what would end up becoming sort of the DAO pages, Um, but yeah, sort of just like a fun thing where you can explore some stats about noun rarity, essentially.
0: Yeah, and but I mean, there's a fork,
3: right? Because you have the governance side as well, right? It's the rarity
0: and governance pages.
3: Yeah, Uh, I think I can tell you from the from the analytics that uh, it's like basically nobody goes to the governance pages (laughs) 99% the rarity page.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I mean, again, that's just something that gets asked about a lot. Um, so good to, you know, have that direct answer for people. Um, but, uh, kind of in, in, in wrapping up, I'm, uh, I'm curious now, you know, you've been around for, for now going into your second round of residency, what do you think can be done to improve residency? Right, because I think this is going to be popular. I think we're going to see a lot more people want to do this and kind of carve out new ways, you know, new, new, new meanings to what route nouns residency is. Right, um, you know, I it, it it would be cool if we funded, you know, an an artistic resident you know i don't know what that means or looks like right but that would be awesome and so how can we improve the experience um i don't know more feedback community engagement awareness does it matter if people know who the residents are or is that you know not the way to think about it i'm 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 curious your thoughts
3: i think i think maybe there's honestly kind of like different classes of residents in some extent. Like I think that, uh, you know, something that that 22 and I have sort of talked about is that like what makes sense for sort of how I kind of run my residency maybe might not make sense for his. Um, I think for like a builder resident, what um, sort of the model that I think we're experimenting with now um, that I sort of, you know, talked with some of the founders and we kind of came up with is having it be very like scope of work based of like, you, you can say, hey, like I want to do this and, you know, ideally, if you are requesting a lot of money to do something, maybe you have sort of had a few smaller projects beforehand, which is sort of kind of what I had done, too. I mean, I basically ramped from like two ETH to, you know, the three month project to now this project. So they didn't just sort of back up the truck when they had no idea who I am. Um, I, I think that, yeah, this, this model of increasing sort of the, the trust and scope with people over time as they sort of earn it and focusing on sort of outcomes based on, for residency programs, I think that model makes sense for builders. I don't know what the right model is uh, for, 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 for roles where that doesn't make sense. But I think, I think that assuming my proposal doesn't crash and burn, <laughs> uh, we're maybe gonna see more of that in the future because it makes it easier then for, for people who maybe don't have as much of a network in the DAO to get started because they can just be like, this is what I'd like to do, and I'm gonna do it and sort of they can start that cycle. I don't know if that answered your question.
0: Yeah, totally. And um, I mean, we're at the end of our time, but I'd love to hear again from 22 and from Oni. I mean, similar question. How can we improve the residency kind of experience? You know, I guess what, um, and then follow up, how can the DAO help residents, right? Do their best work?
1: Uh. I guess the residency experience is still in its infancy, but I just think we should make it clear to people that if they want to step up and just do like prolonged work, that there like is a very clear path for that. You I know, mean, I think things start as a trial, but like make it clear to people that you know you can have if your su- trial is successful, like you can you know be a resident for three months, six months, whatever is appropriate to do what you want to do, building on the data. Like there is like a long term path for you to work on this going forward. Um. Is, is you know the the model that I use mentally, um, but figuring out the exact like implementation, exact details, and how that kind of scales, and and how individuals contribute or step up is still uh, something we'll see TBD. Yeah, I'd say kind of like where what Brian
2: touched on, where uh, his residency and and how he operates and in, in his day to day is is very different from from 22s um and i would imagine whoever uh i do the next one or if i'm uh, if i end up doing something or or anyone there could be different as well so i'd say just um if you find a, a use case a path an opportunity to yeah don't be afraid to like jump in start asking questions propose or getting the work or piloting those smaller things or, or laying out ideas or options for where you think that might uh work out because i think it's just a matter of getting that uh, in front of the DAO showing uh, that you're interested and can provide uh, value. And hopefully the, the DAO is interested in uh, experimenting and, and looking forward to bringing in more contributors.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, that's awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic about, you know, this program, this the, this idea, and I think it's been successful, I think it's attracted great talent so far um, and I think everything you guys have done has been awesome. Um, I'm not sure if, if, if anyone, uh, you know, from the speakers, cause I don't think anyone can ask questions sadly, but if you have any thing you want to tell the audience or, or, or things you should be aware of, um, if not, we can just wrap up there. Cool. Yeah. First of all, hopefully the recording worked. Uh, I mean, second. I see it. I, I, I see it flashing. <laughs> so fingers crossed
1: yeah uh but if anyone wants to follow up or has any questions um i'm on twitter undead noun 22 just hit me up hit me up or i'm also on discord it's easy to find it so yeah you say
2: no thanks for having us on shout out to you i mean cdt is another great uh valuable contributing member i mean Meshup 12b the lost nouns uh project and platform in this podcast has been uh dope. So yeah, looking forward uh, to seeing future episodes.
0: Great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's been a super fun project and I'm very excited about the next couple months uh, and where it's going. Uh, But thank you guys. Um, I really appreciate this. I was really hoping for, you know, I thought this this episode would have some really interesting audience questions just because of the topic, but I don't know what happened, so um, maybe another time. Uh, yeah. but I do, we gonna do like a Q&A sure. just, uh, <laughs> later or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really thought, I mean, the audience Q&A has always been hit or miss each week. It, it, it kind of depends on the topic and whether, you know, it kind of lends itself to that. But I thought this one was going to be maybe our our most involved Q&A for sure. Um, but, well, you know, that's yeah, just how I I'm happy to just hop on another time and even just run through it again. Yeah, me too. Um, if, if we see one yeah. of yeah. Recorded or not, I think I think it would have been super interesting. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. And we'll talk soon. All right, sweet. Thanks. Thanks for having me. A- later. Yeah, see you.